This World Cup quarterfinals picks edition of the Sports Gaming Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This is Jerry Glanville. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner picks Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? I'm wearing my alternate USA uh, kit right here. Oh, you're wearing the camo. I'm taking cre- USA is taking credit for camouflage. Okay, it's I, all, like I mean, you got the hat on. I got the jacket on. Salute to salute to the truth. Well, now that we're out of this uh, friendly sporting competition, <laughs> let's get real. Well, that's a great question, Ryan. As a true American, fellow red-blooded American, who are you rooting for now that uh, America is knocked out? Well, uh, angle one would be you root for the Dutch. Because they're the ones who beat us. Okay, that's bullshit. I, it's all narrative. Get, let Messi get it. Let Messi have an easy argument over Ronaldo, who seems to be a giant piece of shit. Even his fake smiles and celebration <laughs> on the uh, as he was a substitute uh, for Portugal w- seemed fake. And it, I don't know. Just get, let Messi get it. Let let Messi finish his career with a World Cup. I record. did give out Argentina as my winner, so I'm still rooting for them. But uh, you know, I, I got no beef with England. I, Amsterdam's like a fun city, though. Certainly going to be rooting for England over France oh, uh, coming really? up Saturday morning. Yeah. Okay. Very. Oh, I, last I, the French came to our aid. I don't know about the English. Yeah, but then there was <laughs> Ryan. There's a lot of wars you gotta you gotta learn about. And well, what know, do you mean, England? Well, I mean the one that got us our freedom. Off, do you want to talk about World War Two? You want to talk about how the French surrendered? You want to talk about how when we were coming into North Africa, uh, the French act to liberate the French yeah. and to destroy the Nazis and to go after uh, the Desert Fox himself that the French attacked Mr. our Rommel, ships. Yes. General, yeah. I mean, look. I, I think uh, the French have been soft in the past. So have the English. <laughs> All right. Enough messing around. Let's talk about some World Cup soccer picks. Hey, if you're betting on the World Cup or any soccer, you gotta head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/win-bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Hundred dollar bet gets you a hundred dollars in free bets. It doesn't get any easier. And again, spin that parlay wheel. Get down some NFL, some NBA, sweet player props. You can build your own bet. You can build your own bet for the World Cup as well. That is so fun to do. Uh, and again, you guys know where to go. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you're someone you know has a gaming problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Joining we, us. 
We need longer uh, band marching music. Yeah, yeah. You know, the fight can only go out. for so long. Joining us on the line, he is the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Mister Billy Bahate. Billy, uh, thanks for coming on the show. What did we get right from uh, last episode? I feel like the Morocco pick was one of our big hits, right? Yeah, I think I got pretty much everything right except for I got too I got too um, too convinced by you guys. I tried to I tried to be popular. I tried yes. to be popular and start the shot. I thought, you know, it's the first game. I don't want people to turn the video off and uh, and not pick the US. So I got that one wrong because I thought that USA had a shot of at least making it close, and I thought it'd be a tight game that would go under and whatnot. So yeah, the under on that. And USA making that close, I was wrong about uh, the first half under as well. But yeah, everything else pretty much went as as planned because only one underdog got through, and I think that was the big underdog that I that I liked. And if people think at the top of the show these guys are talking nonsense, I use colonization in my capping <laughs> as a as a reason as to why yeah. Morocco would play hard. So no, there's, there's no angles. That, there's no bullshit angles here at all. No, no, there. I mean, again, there is. That Moroccan team seemed like they played with a little chip Almost on their shoulder. Like they were colonized by the Spanish. Uh, well, also when it gets to penalty kicks, who knows? But uh, I think we were all in the Sean, same angle. A couple like, highlights. Spain just felt so overrated coming into that. Things that we gave out. I'm yeah. also going to give you a couple things that people thanked me for. Oh, we didn't yeah. give out, but we inspired them. One. Uh, we said France, England, Brazil, Argentina, all to advance. It was minus one twenty-five. Uh, as Malcolm would say, found a bag of money on the floor. <laughs> that hit the Morocco uh, play uh, plus two eighty-five to advance. We also discussed parlaying it with the under because if they were going to get through, they were going to get through with an under. Uh, you're welcome, boy. That advance parlay with Japan came very close. But shout out to the guy who went and decided to parlay that Japan. And Morocco will both make it to penalty kicks. Oh, uh, which I think paid out something crazy, like fifty to one. I, I I don't think he ever sent me the screenshot in, but he was bragging about it. And uh, lastly, uh, shout out to me for only sprinkling a little on the U.S. to win in penalties because I knew it was coming. In this well, in this office, I had a conversation with friend of the program Ryan Connor, who is a huge Dutch fan. And I looked at him square in the eye and said, there's no, we have no chance. Right. He said, no. <laughs> and he even threw in, I go, Oh, we kept it close. He goes, Oh no. That's just like, if, if you were going to score, they would have changed their strategy and really dominated. <laughs> so he was really down on the uh, yeah. American team, but next year's or next world cup is yeah. our world cup, right? Billy? Yeah. It's a big, it's a big world cup. I think there's 106 teams. Um, 106 games. Sorry, so they're gonna they're gonna play an they're trying to add an extra uh, 40 games to it to to make it even longer. So Ooh. yeah, I mean like anybody anybody and everybody's gonna be able to get to that one. So you're gonna have every type of person um, oh. roaming around USA. It's USA, Canada, or Mexico. You're all sharing it together. <laughs> this is very uh, this is very American of us. We're expanding a playoff, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> it's like we got to get the uh, March Madness up to 90 teams. All right, Billy. Let's get to the picks. Oh. Uh, first up, kicking off 7 a.m. Pacific, Croatia, Brazil. Uh, Brazil, obviously the big favorite, minus 270. Draw is set at plus 405, and Croatia plus 800. Uh, Croatia, of course, uh, made it all the way to last World Cup final before losing. Do they have a magical run in them, or is this? Or is Brazil just set to dominate here? 
Yeah, this is a really difficult task for Croatia because when 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 countries like this get to this point, it's difficult for them to set up differently stylistically because we saw the, the World Cup final against France. That could have been a very different game if Croatia could do or if it was in their DNA to do what Morocco did, which is to set up defensively. As a country, as a footballing nation, they'll never do that. If you look back at all of the the play, going way back to like uh, Davos, Suker and people like that that played for him, it's all attackers that come through his team. Um, and, and the likes of Modric, Perisic, these type of players, they're not, they're not going to be involved in a team that's set up with a, with a defensive mindset. So they come to play and ultimately when they played that World Cup final against France, the skill level um, of, of the France team was, was above them. And I see a similar type of game here. Uh, hard to really make a pick on it. You could take Brazil, um, would maybe tack on an over to it because I do think once the first goal scored, it'll be, it can be very, very open. But I expect it to be open anyway, just because of the way Croatia played. Brazil's Brazil's kryptonite, Argentina's kryptonite, France's kryptonite. All of these teams are going to like the same as Spain. They're going to struggle when they come up against a defensive block. My prediction on Morocco is based on the fact that Spain didn't have enough quality to break it down. The other three teams that I mentioned do have, and in this particular game, it's a bad matchup. Like Croatia, Croatia just aren't going to do that. They're going to try and play the Croatian way. And the Brazilians will play the Brazilian way, and Brazilian are better personnel-wise. So it's simple, really. I think. Yeah, no, I mean it's hard not to like Brazil here. I, I think it's just what else? What else are we tying to it? Are we taking Brazil in, well, in ninety? Are we taking both teams to score? Br- Brazil and both teams to score is plus two thirty. Oh, okay. What do you what do you think about that, Billy? Like any any thoughts on the sides, the total, some of these props here? Yeah, yeah I think. Uh, so sometimes in these instances, when when a team is chasing the game, which is what Croatia might do if Brazil scored the first goal, I prefer just taking the over two and a half. It's a little bit more juiced, but it cashes. It's the same as both teams to score, except you only need the goals. The goals can come from one team. Yeah. So whilst Croatia start pressing and um, and completely releasing the handbrake, not that they're going to start with a with a with the handbrake totally on anyway. Um, that then then it leaves them susceptible to to more goals. We saw so a big difference that we saw in the Brazil's round of sixteen game was Serbia and Switzerland and Cameroon. They all played Brazil with this defensive low block, and it took Brazil a lot of time to break them down. Korea didn't do that. Korea Korea came out, they played them like man for man, and they were four 0 down. So that's what they'll do. If you give them space and you try and play Brazil like Brazil, they'll tear you to pieces. And Korea are not as good as Croatia. But I see a similar type of scoreline here, so I just prefer just to err on the side of caution and take the over, just in case Croatia are leaving all the gaps for Brazil to keep scoring. Um, so that, that that would be the only change I would make. All right, so a couple of things: if you play, yeah. if you take Brazil with over two and a half, yeah, I have that in my win build a bet right here. So that that's going to pay you plus one forty two. Oh wait, so I I did Brazil in ninety. Oh, interesting. I just did a parlay. Okay. I just did a straight parlay. Maybe. All right, so yeah, plus one forty. That's sweet. But if you parlay it with over one and a half, it's minus one forty, which almost feels like a, a lock of all locks. Minus one forty is a little steep, but but and they have to win in ninety. This is right? in ninety, yeah. Okay, yeah. It yeah. gives you it gives you a Brazilian win, and it gives you every scoreline possible except one zero, yeah. uh, which I don't see being the score. Yeah. All right. I think that's what I would lock in. So Brazil in ninety parlayed with over one and a half, Sean. 
minus yeah. 140. Nice and easy. Also, last show, and I would assume we'll continue this, but last show, Billy suggested the mechanical parlay of Argentina and Brazil until they face each other. So we're sitting on a nice stack of cash right now. We're letting it all ride. Uh, first game on Brazil to advance. Yes. Which what what is the advance price? Uh, I'll have to look that up because yeah, minus eight hundred possibly. It's got to be pretty pretty juicy if they're minus two seventy and ninety. But they then were you minus also have the draw. Yeah, and, they were minus I think a thousand last game. I'll pull it up. But I, I I think we're confident. We don't need the advance. We'll just parlay the ninety. It'll it'll be around about minus eight hundred if the correlation of like prices to money line is correct. It's about that sounds about right. It's only actually. It's only Better. actually minus six fifty to really? advance. That's not bad. That's yeah. really not that bad. All of it. It's a pretty good price. Mortgage payment. Let's go. All right, right. <laughs> uh, what do we got up here next? Uh, the second game, kicking off eleven a.m. Friday Pacific time. Netherlands versus Argentina. Uh, Argentina plus one twenty five to win in ninety. Draw plus two twenty. Netherlands plus two sixty. And then if you want just to advance, uh, Argentina is minus one sixty, Netherlands plus one thirty-five. Uh, again, I am a soccer square, but I'm I'm dialed in here. Argentina to advance at minus one sixty. I'm fine laying that juice for this Argentina team. Am I missing anything, uh, Billy? Do you think the Netherlands are a live dog? What's your take? Yeah. Um when I when I was working this when I was working this out and doing my futures, um, I had Argentina to win the group. Uh, at Argentina to reach the semi-final, which was the lock I gave out on the first show that we did that that future, uh, and I liked Argentina to win the tournament. The game I didn't want to see them play was this one, really? um, just because I wanted I'd much rather have the US been here. Not just it's better for the podcast as well, and it's also better for um, it's just better for the for the futures bet that I laid. This is just because Argentina don't like playing Holland. They haven't beat them in the World Cup um, since nineteen since nineteen seventy eight. Which is which was a World Cup final. So and the Dutch have only lost one of their last nine clashes with Argentina, and that was the '78 final. Um, South American side Argentina, they've been beaten by European opposition in their last nine exits from the World Cup. Holland come into this having not lost in their 19 games since Louis van Gaal returned as a manager. Last time this dude was a manager, <laughs> he ended up getting the Manchester United job because he got Holland to the World Cup semi-final, and they didn't lose that tournament. They exited the tournament on penalties to Argentina. So there's a revenge angle as, as well. There's everything you don't want when you're betting. There's revenge. Uh, there's statistical data that goes against the play. I mean, the, 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 the other side of it is, is that this is a very corrupt World Cup, and, me, and Messi, getting, Messi getting as far as he can is good. So there are decisions and things like that may favor us. Brazil, Argentina is the biggest game in world football, and I don't think this tournament wants to be robbed of it. Um, and then also the potential Ronaldo Messi final still looms in the air if Ronaldo doesn't take his diapers and go home before it gets to that point. I mean, he's not even in a team anymore, so so that, that, that I, I think that angle is is reduced. But yeah, just I think the whole world wants Argentina to go through here, and that's what helps us. But the data and everything else doesn't. So I, I didn't want to see this team here. I also didn't want to see them saving their best performance for the US because quite clearly they played those group games in the lower gear and when the US came around they 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 stepped it up um I mean it partially down to I saw some like nervous play there from the US in terms of um their, their positioning and whatnot 
Um, they, there was a, it was a bit of a headless chicken display in terms of chasing the ball around, leaving gaps <laughs> that they didn't leave in the other games. That didn't help. But at the same time, like Argentina looked a lot, uh, Holland looked a lot better. So yeah, th- I, this concerns me. Wow. All right. So I, I was fully prepared to take Argentina as Billy instructed on the last episode, mm. but now he has, ex- this is, this is all true. Good stuff. You'll notice John, they, while Argentina didn't but lose, the fi- but the final leg is always the, is always the most, I know. Like, I know when you get, when you get to it. So, so, so it, 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 you are nervous, but are you the revenge angle strong though? Like the fact yeah. that the Dutch, I, I mean, the Dutch lost to Argentina, not a loss. They, they, uh, they exited due to penalty kick losing or whatever, however you phrase it, they, they lost Argentina last time in penalties in the semifinal of the world cup, Sean, we love revenge angles. It feels yeah. like we should be on the Dutch here. We also uh, like cities that are pro wars. I hate the, the woods there. It's the same manager returning at 71 years of age to, to be managing the team again, to get the same match is, is, is very worrying. All right. So what what, do you, what is your best bet then, Billy? If you're if you're worried about Argentina <laughs> against Netherlands, is it just both teams to score? Do you like something on the total? Are you taking are you taking Netherlands plus a half goal? What's the move here? Or are you just taking yeah, them in ninety? I, I think I think Netherlands plus the half goal because I just see a long night here uh, for, for for this one. I, I I just don't see this one being decided in the ninety. This gives you the Netherlands to win in 90, but it also gives you that that draw, which takes you to extra time. As I said, like this manager is unbeaten and it would be almost a disgusting like irony if he comes out of this tournament undefeated again without winning another World Cup. Because you go to two World Cups, you don't lose a game at either of them and you don't win any of them and you go out to the same team on, on, on penalties. So there, there is that. If he does get to the penalty kicks... I do favor the Argentinians again. I've much favored a goalkeeper. Martinez is a penalty specialist. I believe if it does get past the 90 minutes, you'll actually see Argentina, the, the much stronger team in the market, they will be the ones who will hold out for penalties. It won't be the Dutch. The Dutch won't want them because the, the Dutch and the Spanish don't have great penalty records in tournaments. So England as well. In, England, the Dutch, Spain, they don't want penalties. They don't want games to go to penalties. So... So yeah, you'll be you'll probably be seeing Holland pushing this in the in the extra time if it gets there. I'm so, sticking with Argentina minus 160 to advance, but you you make a good case for Netherlands. You you could just I uh, mean we could both win that because uh, in Netherlands half a goal at minus 140. I'm seeing if you get to you know any sort of extra time or penalties, you're already you're winning, and then you know with the all right. With, so what uh, final Argentina answer? What are you what advance. are you writing down? For me, I'm Argentina to advance minus one sixty. Yes, uh, John. Okay. What's the what price do you have there on Argentina on, on penalties? You have something plus eight hundred right. plus nine hundred. So it, it's 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 eight hundred both ways in the game. Right. You can let you can take the game goes to penalties for four to one, essentially betting oh, okay. both sides of it. Yeah. All right. That's a that's kind of a fun that, that uh, prop as well. Game goes to penalties. Uh, also. I, I, I just because of the messy narrative, first goal. Mm. Uh, we haven't discussed first goal props. We're more first we're goal, normally a first touchdown. First show. goal to come off a free kick. This excludes a penalty kick, but f- first goal to come off a free kick is seventeen to one in this game. Really? 
I mean, if Messi stands over the ball just outside the 18 yard box, you want to talk about a fucking sweat? I don't know what the 18 yard box is, okay. Ryan. Sorry, but I will trust you. Yeah. It's uh, the, it's, uh, it's okay. the, it's it's the perfect. first box hit. Now, now Billy, <laughs> Billy's pointing <laughs> to would be double use. <laughs> Billy. Uh, Billy has a really sweet chalkboard uh, soccer uh, thing going behind his background where he's got some player names. Do you do you draw up plays there? Do you use it for your? Colby's jealous. I can tell. <laughs> we might have to get something similar for our office. Yeah, well, I got the two teams for England and France up there. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and I do. I do kind of use it for like how the game might play out and whatnot. But I mean, yeah, this this is not a chalkboard. This is my wall yes. painted in chalk. To clarify. A special chalk paint. So, yeah, like if, you, if you're thinking about copying it, then then it's it's harder to do than you think. So, shout out to the shout out to the Stern Show and the King of All Blacks. But that was a total uh, flex right there. If you know, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, all right. So first goal to be a free kick, seventy to one. Game goes to penalties, four to one. Sean likes uh, Argentina to advance. Yeah, easy money at minus one seventy. I kind of I don't mind the. Uh, the Holland uh, plus a half. I like that angle. I think it, it like you can still win. Uh, we can still win. We can all win. And I think this game does go to extra time. Uh, Tariq in the YouTube chat and shout out to uh, all the uh, awesome YouTube. We got some, uh, we got some ideas here. Tariq saying France, Brazil to qualify a plus 100. He likes that. Oh. Um, we Tariq, also, my, dad. my dad's watching me. Is he? Oh really? Okay. <laughs> That's my dad's Yeah. Uh, we also have conference UEFA minus twenty versus oh. conference and bowl or con and bowl. Do you have a what? Do you have ba- any basically Europe versus uh, versus uh, UEFA? Do you no, have no versus uh, Africa or whatever? Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have any take on like a conference prop bet, Billy? Before we get to the other games or South America? Sorry. Um. I think we'll get South American, a South American versus a European in a final. I think that the it's it's so hard on the other side, but I do I think one of one of England or England or France will advance to play one of Argentina or Brazil. Sounds really chalky to say, but like you know, if you if you can find an angle to 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 bet that, you, I'm sure it will be just. I, I'm sure it won't be plus money. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be. It'll be sure, but it won't. But it won't be terrible. It, it won't. It won't be like minus uh, two hundred, three hundred, anything yeah, like that. Nothing, be some, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. All right, we're gonna get to the Saturday games. Before we do that, shout out to Dave. That's right, Dave is there to give you a helping hand if you need just a couple extra bucks. It's the holidays. Uh, everyone's, you know, holidays are super stressful to begin with, but then if you need a couple extra dollars, it adds to your stress. That's where <laughs> Dave is here. Think of Dave as your buddy, you know, you're just a little helping hand. Your buddy Dave is going to help you out. Dave is a banking app that could get you up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. Again, more money to buy those last minute gifts, catch up on bills, whatever it is that's stressing you out financially. An extra 500 bucks could really help you out, especially uh, this time of year. If you're in a pinch, need a couple extra bucks, download Dave. And think of it as a helping hand from future you. All you got to do is download the Dave app in the App Store right now or go to Dave.com slash SGPN, D A V E.com slash SGPN. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve 
Bank and Trust member FDIC. Morocco versus Portugal. Portugal, pretty big favorite, minus 150. Uh, draw is plus 265. Morocco, plus 475 to win in 90 minutes. Can we just pause and, and reflect on the fact that Ronaldo got replaced? If you didn't see the yes. game or you're not aware, but he got replaced by a guy who went out and immediately scored, scored three goals. Scored three goals, <laughs> which is really. I mean, team looked really happy for him too. I can't tell if uh, this is rallying the Portugal team or (laughs) it's going to hurt them. I mean, our handicap on fading Portugal was that Ronaldo was a cancer and his cancer was going to spread to Portugal and and destroy them. But now that they basically benched Ronaldo, his replacement came in, had three goals, super confident. Maybe they're rallying around this new guy, Billy. What's your take on Portugal in this uh, game against Morocco? Exactly that. Like it's been, it's been exactly that since the first future show on their group. It was yeah. the case of, as a Manchester United supporter, as somebody who's whose son has met Ronaldo multiple times, um, who, who, <laughs> who doesn't do any photos for adults though. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, who's by far the better go. But than now, Ronaldo. real quick, real quick, <laughs> Billy. Real quick. Now you, uh, you're a good dad. You, you go out of your way to meet these athletes and get your son's autographs and get pictures taken. But unfortunately it does seem, and you've been keeping track of, it does seem like there is a jinx after meeting uh, Billy in England. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a two and actually he three, he's a three and seven now. <laughs> no, hold on. Yeah. Three and seven. Cause he won this week. Yeah. Three and seven straight up and against the spread. Um, he, um, who else did I meet? Uh, Ronaldo now can't get into the, couldn't get into the Manchester United team after we met him. Uh, he was then like, he was then basically did an interview with Piers Morgan uh, and got, and got fired from the club. And now he, um, he also can't get into the uh, Portugal side. Who else was there? There was, there was, I'm sure there was more. It was just, it was just, it's just constant. Well, there's, there's, there's I a, there's mean, a long list Russ, Russell Wilson, you he's, said you tried to meet. He's not, but he already, ho- he already jinxed himself. It seems he's not a Hall of Famer anymore. <laughs> yeah, he played him, <laughs> he, he played himself out of the Hall of Fame just by uh, meeting going over Russell, there. Russell, Russell Wilson's entourage, uh, the people around him didn't let him do the photo, and then he went and won the game. <laughs> yeah, the next step. so actually, so, yeah. <laughs> The rare win uh, after avoiding Billy's. (laughs) Keep Russ away from this man. Avoid this man at all costs. (laughs) All right. So, Morocco, Portugal, and also obviously, like your take on how this Ronaldo benching. I'm assuming, Ronaldo, they're going to keep on the bench for this game, right? Definitely. I think, um, you know, there's there's rumors out there. I don't know if they're true or not, that he said that if he didn't play, he would go home. now that they've been like uh, refuted by the the Portugal camp, but they're coming from the same people that said that he wasn't going to start the game. So they were all those rumors were also like rubbished by 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 certain people as well. Like there was Portuguese uh, journalists and whatnot who rubbished those reports. It was actually the English media that broke the story to say that he wasn't going to play. So, and, and we know like the English media and the tabloids, they're vicious. They'll like, they'll, they'll, they'll hide in places. They'll hack phones. Yeah. They'll hack the phones of like, they'll hack the phones of the dead. Like they, they, <laughs> they, don't, they don't care. care. So they'll, they'll get the story. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to believe because they're saying it's not the case and he is still there, but ultimately these people were already right before. And to say that he wasn't going to start the last game, that was a pretty big story. And unexpected at the time because this coach has been so loyal to him 
despite public outcry to say that he shouldn't be playing. And and the reason is is that you know his his sister can come out and Piers Morgan can come out and all these Ke- Kevin Peterson and all these Ronaldo backers can come out. He's not doing it on the pitch. It's not a personal vendetta against Cristiano Ronaldo. Statistically, teams that are not playing him do better. And yeah. they're not Portugal are not in the Nations League final because Ronaldo missed a whole bunch of chances against Spain. Like you can go and see them on YouTube. Ronaldo played at the Europa League, which is a much lower level than the Champions League. He started every game for Man United and scored two goals. Last season, Manchester United lost two games to Liverpool. We didn't play Ronaldo. We won. We didn't play Ronaldo against Arsenal, who have one defeat in the top of the league. We won. We also won against Tottenham, who are another team going for the top four. Ronaldo didn't play in any of these games. In fact, he walked out when he realised he wasn't um, going to be (laughs) coming on for a significant amount of time against Tottenham. So... Without him, Man United have had their best results, and I'm happy to see him go um, so that we don't have to try and shoehorn him in, manage his temperament, and, and manage this player who, with the wages that he was on, which was double the wages of the next highest paid person in the club, he had to get game time. At 400 grand a week, he had to, we had to play him. Now we don't, so the problem's gone. It's now Portugal's problem, but they're dealing with it exactly the same way by not playing him. And for <laughs> a 21-year-old to come in, and score a hat-trick, and also score in a knockout stage, something that Ronaldo, Ronaldo's never scored a single goal in a knockout stage of a World Cup. And this kid comes on and replaces him and scores three. There's absolutely no way that you can't you can't start him. So, yeah, I, that, that's my take on that. I, I think everything will remain the same. But as things as things progress, you may see may, more toxicity towards, towards, um, to, towards this situation. I imagine we're going to see multiple like shots of him, like and his reaction to things that happen on the pitch. I mean, I'm not expecting a lot to happen in this game. I'm expecting um, a type of game where Morocco set up the same way, but Spain. When you look at people on the, that they have on the pitch, uh, like they can bring on a Rafa Leal, who's the guy who scored that last goal. Um, you look at this this kid that, who played, this Ramos who scored the hat trick. Uh, you're looking at Bruno Fernandez having a really good tournament. They're more direct. They do keep the ball as well, but they're more direct. And I feel like they will create that moment where they open this game up. I don't think it's going to be enough for it to go over the total. I don't think it'll be see over two and a half goals. But I think within 90 minutes, within the regulation time, they will open, they will get the goal that opens the game up. Like Morocco aren't going to be able to draw a blank again here for, for an hour and a half again. I don't think so. So you like you? It sounds like you like Portugal in ninety at minus one fifty. That seems like not a bad price. I mean, I'm with you. I I, I think Faden Portugal made sense early on, but now they're rallying around this new right. kid, and you're fading Morocco after winning their Super Bowl. I mean, if they allowed Gatorade at the World Cup, they it would have been dumped all over this Moroccan team. Right? Water only, Sean. Uh, Morocco and the Portuguese do have a bit of a you know they have a history of bumping heads uh, in terms of country. Countries, but just like Spain, but I'm with you. I think uh, you have a little bit of a letdown spot. Also, I watched this Portuguese team, and I wrote like I kind of was like, this, if I was going to bet one future on a team to win it all that no one is betting on, like this narrative of of them getting rid of Ronaldo and having this absolute fucking alpha come on the field. I, I mean, there's to me this is the easy like Port- Portugal's the easiest pick. Morocco did great to get here, but this is where they go home. Yeah, they they already they already had a successful World Cup by getting here, right? So we're just going to play the minus 150 and 90. I'm I'm good with that. That that seems seems like the right uh right way to play it. Well, right? what, what do you what do you, what do you get that to with under three and a half? Bro? 
just just because I don't see there being a, a, a change in the pattern of play. Under three and a half? Along with the money line, yeah. Mm, let's see. Because you're gonna you're gonna be watching the same type of game, except I believe they'll do what Spain didn't, which is break through. That that's that's the difference here. All right. You said under three and a half? Yeah. Under three and a half with oh, I still have a random Derek Carr thing in here. That's weird. Uh Portugal in the under three and a half is gonna pay. Oh, I can't. It's not showing me the fucking price. I'll do them. It's it's not much though because the under is like minus four hundred. Yeah. So you probably add a little okay. bit to it. I'm gonna. They'll drop it to like one twenty five, maybe. I'll keep it safe with just a minus one fifty. Last game. Yeah. One one angle we didn't talk about also is this tournament's happening very quickly. The breaks are not as big as they usually are because we're trying to get back to the to the to the domestic season, and uh, one hundred and twenty minutes of football especially with the way that Morocco had to play, where it was all defensive. It was all running around. Spain had, I believe, somewhere in the region of 75% of the ball. I don't have it in front of me now. That's a lot of running. That's that's To, to get that to nil-nil, to not have any of the ball, it, you, you, run less when you, you run less when you have the ball, but yet the ball do the work. So Morocco were the ones chasing all shadows in, and, and working their ass off to get that to extra time. So there's no way they're going to be you know, have the energy reserves to do that again. So we, I think at some point in the second half, Portugal break through against a pretty tight team. We love fading those defenses when they have to spend, you know, 40 minutes on the field in an NFL game. No, it's a, it's a good angle. Yeah. And I, I forgot about the compressed schedule. That makes a ton of sense. All right. Last game of the slate. There we go. Big time. England versus France in 90 minutes. Whose England. music is that? England, uh, England's plus two Oh five draws plus two thirty. France plus one forty five to advance. England is a slight dog only at plus one Oh five France minus one thirty. Billy put your homerism aside. Can this England uh, uh, team get it done against France? Yeah, they can, they, they, they can get it done, but it, but it's a case of for me, it's a case of what tactics both of these two teams deploy. Um, up here on the on my board behind, which you probably can't see the names, I've got the lineups that they went with last time. Now, I don't expect either of the two teams to change, except for one change that France can make. Here, France play a system where they have three guys, four guys essentially up top, with this guy here, Griezmann, sitting behind Olivier Giroud, with Mbappe here being the key man out on this left-hand side. So I believe that if they have any fear of England, this is the one position that they'll sacrifice with, with Griezmann dropping out and then going for an extra midfielder. Because by contrast, England have the three midfielders. I know it looks like here it's the same formation, but this Anton Griezmann here, he's essentially a striker or a, or a secondary striker. Whereas England, they go, last time they played against Senegal, they played with three very defensive-minded central midfield players. Now, I believe that England will go for the same approach. How the game plays out in terms of whether it's action-packed and both teams scoring and whatnot will depend on what France do here. Because if France decide to match England up and they go with three defensive midfielders as well, we're actually going to get a cagey game between two teams that are scoring a lot of goals. And the other thing I think that England need to do tactically, which works, first of all, this guy here, Carl Walker, he needs to sit on Kylian Mbappe, which he's done at club level. He's done it effectively for Manchester City when they played against Paris Saint-Germain. 
And also, another thing you need to do here is if it is Saka on this side, whether it be Saka or Rashford, so you've got Phil Foden on the left. He, ha- he doesn't have pace. He's just a very skillful player, much like Grealish. But it's, it's important on this side that we keep a pacey forward because it means that Mbappe can't solely focus on hurting England. You have to you then draw him into a defensive mindset where he has two jobs to do. And that's important. It's important that our attacker on this side of the pitch makes Mbappe think about two, two responsibilities that he has, not just in terms of attacking. If England can do that, if they can shut him down because he's the key player, then essentially like then we, we have a chance of, play, of, of winning the game. Because when you look at these two teams and you do something that's become very popular in football, combined 11s, where you, you know, you, if you say, okay, if I pick 11 players on this pitch, who are the best 11 players on this pitch? How many do I take from France and how many do I take from England? Honestly, you only take about four from France, which gives England like, you know, seven, the seven remaining players. And that also can be done in many different ways. What clubs they play for, the ages that they are, transfer value. I mean, England's transfer values are inflated by English media. You have Beckham Rice here, who the English media value at 150. I value him at about 80. But that's still significantly more than, than what you have here for France. Other than Tushimeni, who plays for Real Madrid, he's, he's done very well there. He could be a £100 million player. There's no one else in the France midfield that's there. As for Bellingham, who's been the breakout star of the tournament, when he moves next summer, he may move for around about 150 million. So whatever way you break it down, whether you look at transfer valuation, when you look at the clubs that they're playing for, the tournaments they've had, England should have more players in this combined 11. France are the favourites because France are the world champions and France have far more tournament pedigree as of late than England. They got to the... Uh, 2016 Euro final. They won the 2018 World Cup. Um, they laid an egg at the last tournament, but they only exited in penalties. So they actually ended up going out of the tournament unbeaten. So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense for France to be favourite, but on paper, England should be able to, to win this game. Uh, I mean, they're, I guess they, they've choked in the past. I will say, though, Sean, we did write mm. down, I, I have in my World Cup notes here. Uh, that Kylian Mbappe is a little bit like Russell Wilson. Perhaps the better comp might be <laughs> Russell Westbrook. I, oh, really? I, do we? Do, maybe he's. I mean, Billy just highlighted why England has to keep him in a situation where he's thinking about defense. Uh, I, I, I don't. Um, you know, I know. I, I feel like Billy just completely rah rod me into thinking that I should bet on England here. Yeah. Well, the their ability to match up with Mbappe. Um, like you said, uh, but fuck that guy. Remember, he was one of these. He's he's like a Ronaldo. Yeah, loves himself. He's trying to get all the goals. So trying, how, to, trying to get the. So goal how that, do we bet England? Do we just take England in ninety or England to advance? To me, that's a big difference at plus two hundred five in regular time versus plus one hundred five overall to advance. What's your What's your favorite England bet? Well, going back to what I said. <laughs> I said we can beat them, but I don't uh, think that we will yeah. oh, because yeah. because his, because historically we have not beaten anybody as an underdog under this manager. Our, our path through to the 2018 World Cup semi-final was very very cushy. A lot of a lot of seeding teams or, or high placed high ranked teams dropped out along the way, and the path really opened up. Uh, England's England's progression through to that World Cup semi-final. Uh, was a favorite in every game other than the group games of Belgium, which we lost. We even lost to Croatia as a favorite. The same thing happened at the Euros. 
Um, we were a narrow favourite against Germany and a, and a narrow favourite in the final. But ultimately, every game we won as a favourite. So I don't know if I trust this manager as an underdog. In addition to that, we've just come through um, the, the, the Nations League, which really isn't that important because of the way the teams approached it. But we didn't play, uh, we, we played two games against Italy and didn't win. And we played two games against Germany that didn't win. So I, I don't like the way that this, this manager sets up. I believe that I can't really tell until I see the first 10 minutes of the game. But we shouldn't worry about Mbappe. We should we should play our own thing, our own thing. We've got our Champions League players here. We've got loads of players from City, loads of players from top Premier League teams. And we need to just, we need to go for it. What he does, and as I said, this always comes from being having a manager who played as a defender. He will approach this by thinking about how we don't lose this game. And that's not how I want to approach this game. You're, you're better than France on paper. Go and win the fucking game. Like, just go and win it. Like, go and go and win a game. So it sounds like he's. Have. It sounds like he is Brian Dable. He's he's oh, scared whoa. to lose the game, whoa. and he's playing for a draw. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was a great poll, Ryan. You know. No, it's a horrible poll. So Billy, you gotta you gotta give us one bet for this game. Do we take draw in ninety? I, you know what? I, I'll, I'm going to say it. England, England, <laughs> England pulls off a miracle. England plus two Oh five in 90 minutes. That's my play. Ryan, what do you it, got? It, Go ahead, Billy. I no. think what, what's the, um, what, what juice do you have on the under there? Like on the, I mean, I think the, I think the, 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 the juice will be on the over to be honest. Under two and a half minus minus one thirty. Um, over two oh. and a half plus one Oh five. Wow, that's not great because I expected it to be the other way around. Um, yeah, so I, I still think it, I think I think it will go under. I think that both of these managers are similar in that sense. Like like Deschamps will beat the the the, uh, the weak the weaker teams, and uh, and Southgate will manage to too. But as we come across here, I believe when you look across the pitch, there's there's fear of what Harry Kane can do. There's fear of Foden. There's fear of Saka. It's fear of like Bellingham. At the same time, like we're scared of Griezmann and Mbappe. Olivier Giroud's played in the Premier League. Uh, Usman Dembele of Barcelona's finally got some form. I think it's one of those games where we always see this in, in soccer. We, I, I take you back to the uh, the Champions League final of 2019. We had Paris Saint-Germain there against Bayern Munich. And um, the over two and a half was like massively juiced. In fact, you had to parlay. If you parlayed the over two and a half goals in that final with both teams to score, you were still like laying juice at around about minus 140 on both teams to score and the over two and a half. It ended up being a one nil game. Sometimes when these type of games happen, everybody is so scared of what everybody else has. Um, if it does end up being Argentina and Brazil, I can see something similar in, in that game too. Um, and, and I just feel that this is going to get the big build up, and you're going to get two teams that are going to go, holy shit, there's Mbappe, there's Saka, there's Kane, there's all uh, oh, there's Rashford coming on the bench, there's Anton Griezmann. And and we'll see like a neutralization of of what they or what the teams do. I mean, France, if their back line is engaged, it's a very, very like solid like back line when you're looking at the likes of uh Varane and Hernandez and Kunde playing in that back line. Notice like, I missed out Upper Meccano because both teams have a weak link. Upper Meccano isn't a great defender, he's not in great form. And Harry Maguire, he's good for England, but if he carries his Manchester United form over here, then that then that's different. And if you look at the people that England have played against, this ain't Christian Pulisic now. This is this is this is Kylian Mbappe. So this is this is a very different type of player to to deal with if you get one on one with him and, and whatnot. So yeah, I, I'm 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 worried about the the matchups that we face, but I believe that 
because of that, because we know that what he can do to Stones and Maguire pace-wise, you're going to see Henderson and Rice and even Bellingham thinking a lot more defensively. You're not going to see the Jude Bellingham that just springs forward and joins in the attacks. Everybody's going to be worried about what everybody's doing here. And especially if this player here in France, Griezmann, if he's replaced in this position and he's not encouraged to join in the attacks and they put Kamavinga here as another defensive player to, to match up what England do, then you're really going to see like a game of chess. I, I do like the way he ne- he got he got a nagging on on uh, Christian Pulisic. And, uh, <laughs> his name, so, his so name is Killian. Uh, if we're if we're you know. So your le- your best bet for this game, Billy, under two and a half. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> it seems like Billy. <laughs> Billy's he likes excited France, for the game. But he, but he can't he can't he, <laughs> he can't give out. Well France. it's like Sean, if you like the Cowboys, you would maybe talk around it like this, but you wouldn't you wouldn't actually pick them. I don't no. Know. I'm I'm a I'm a true patriot for our our uh boys over in England, plus two oh five in ninety. Ryan, give us your bet. <sighs> All right. So uh, as you were um as you were spending so long to explain your handicap of the game, Sean, I went and dug up some props here. I, I do think I, I mean maybe be, be, I, I think France is the bet. I think maybe this is a classic battle, and Billy isn't saying it out loud because it probably hurts him to say it. Mm. But it seems like France maybe owns them, and it sounds like that a bunch of grown men are going to go on the field and be like, "Be ooh, look, it's Kylian Mbappe, like it's fucking Mickey Mouse," and that that scares me because as a people, if you're mentally defeated like that. If the fans are mentally defeated like that, Billy Billy's worried about this game. I sense it. He's he's very excited, very excited, but he he understands where the, where the pain is coming. This Mbappe cat though, he, Russell Wilson, we wrote down Russell Wilson. And I think I added uh, Russell Westbrook, the Russells. I can't bet on that, Sean. I'm with you, but the way this is the ultimate narrative stuff, this game does go to penalties. Oh, wow. Okay. What's that problem? England to advance on penalties is eight to one. It seems to be a standard price. Billy, final final bet for England versus France. What do you got? I I think I think it'll go. I think it'll go under. I think under two under two and a half goals. Like I know I know this manager. We've looked like one of the best. We've looked like one of the best teams in the tournament so far. But suddenly, like we'll come up against France and these three players, especially in the center. I mean, the fact is, is that. If you look at if you look at the way that the game played out against Senegal, England even even gave too much respect to them. England scored two goals late on in the half. Um, you know, again, which and the first goal was probably against the run of play because Senegal actually should have scored first. So in terms of like how these three players will set up, at, by by nature, these these are all holding midfield players. So there's no there's no Mason Mal, there's no Jack Grealish, there's no James Madison. These are all players that are in the squad. And these are all players that play in this front position here. These players should be much closer to Harry Kane. So already, as soon as knockout football started, he changed what he was doing in the group stage. We didn't see Mount. We didn't see this attacking midfield player. We saw this very energetic 18-year-old Bellingham in the, uh, I think he might be 19 now, eight, or let's say 18, 18-year-old Bellingham in this, in this position in front of the two holding midfielders. And we saw Rice and Henderson doing their thing. These are not attack-minded def- midfield players. So what you have here in this team is you have a back four and you have three 
defensive-minded midfield players and then Harry Kane and the two attackers up front. England are looking to win this game on the counter-attack. Um, and, and France are also looking to win this game on the counter-attack. So I just think the under is the best play. And you you wouldn't think it from the talent on the pitch, but tactically, as I said, they're, they're just gonna be too they're gonna be too worried about what each other have. So yeah, I think I think it'll go under. All, All right. right, now time. I feel for... like I should switch my pick to France. No, we're... no, stay strong. Stay strong, Ryan. All right, what's your for we, we. for this whole slate? What is your lock for me? I'm just gonna keep it simple. Argentina to advance at minus one sixty. But Billy, what is your what is your favorite bet of the quarterfinals? Oh, I, I think I have to go with Portugal money line. Uh, I I just think that there's so many, there's so many betting angles here. Uh, but one of them is the the cup final was the cup finals already won. You 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 always see that. You know, it's like it's like if the um if the Giants beat the Eagles this week, they're not gonna win next week. So like that it's it's that it's that kind of thing. So yeah. they 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 beat that they beat the team who they wanted to beat the most. Um you saw all their supporters in the crowd and what it meant to them. They have 120 minutes in their legs in a very, very short tournament. Um, you have like the big angle with Portugal now dropping Ronaldo. They have a point to prove. Um, you know, if they keep winning, Ronaldo doesn't touch the grass. Yeah. If they keep winning, Ronaldo doesn't get on the pitch, right? So that I mean, not that's really their motivation. Yeah, no, I like I really like that one as well. Um, and when you say money line, does that mean to advance or is that win in ninety? That's ninety. Money line's ninety oh, for us. Okay. Kramer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think if you parlay Brazil and Portugal to win in ninety. It's plus one thirty-five. Okay, that 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 to me, because I mean, like Billy said, Portugal feels. If I'm picking one game as the lock of all locks, it's I'm, I'm with Billy. It's Portugal. All right, uh, Portugal. There's also another bet that I like, which oh yeah, um, sure. Just, yeah, it's I don't know if you can if you have it there, but you can bet players to score. But I like Mbappe not to score. Okay. Uh, not to score in this game because there'd be so much focus. Stop him! Get two players on him. Let's use two players. Let's let's waste Bellingham's energy and let's waste like Carl Walker as well. I feel like this will open up the game for some for other people from France to 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 find space. But I, I believe this this guy is going to be heavily marked out of the game. Um, but, I mean, and that bet wins after ninety minutes. So if you find that whatever. Wherever you bet, like that, that's another way to go. Yeah, I, I was actually going to bring this up. So I was, I was trolling around the props, and I, you can bet on like player to score, team to win type stuff. Uh, you can also, Sean, bet on, and, and they offer like goal, no goal markets, but you can also bet on to score a goal and lose. Oh, okay. And the, because again, because of the counter correlation, so a, a, a player to score and win for someone like Harry Kane maybe is four to one. But for Harry Kane to score and for them to lose is twelve to one. You see what mm. I'm doing there? Yeah. So uh, if you think any of these games could be higher scoring, uh, maybe a fun way to to throw out some props. But now that I've tripped into them, I'll, I'll also be maybe I'll tweet out some first goal scoring props. Oh, stumble into those. I'm just uh, Argentina to advance and then Portugal in ninety. Uh, Billy really sold me with the overtime. Uh, in Morocco, Morocco kind of won their Super Bowl. Billy, always appreciate you coming on the show. Make sure you follow Billy on uh, Twitter at SGP Soccer and subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Spotify. Tons of picks there. He's got you covered throughout the entire year. Tons of footy 
and uh, definitely worth the subscription. Toss them a nice rating and review Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green. And he is Ryan Sean. I hear we're going to be back in the studio shortly talking about college football. Stay tuned. Kramer, let it ride.